Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of the WP Builds Podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley. From pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency in the north of England. And I'm joined, as I always am on a Thursday, by David Wormsley. Hello. Hello. Hey. Oh, I want to say something, actually, because I never say where I'm from. So davidwormsley.com, I've actually added a contact form to my site at last because I realised, I should mention this, I've been ignoring people who go and contact me on Facebook privately. And I'm sorry to everybody who's done that so you can contact me there how do you keep in touch with with facebook because i the, i know there's that little sort of like globe icon in the top right hand corner on the desktop and if you mm. open it up it shows what's happened over the last 10 i basically never open that and so <laughs> i guess things get lost is that is that the problem you've had you just basically haven't opened well, things up i looked into my so it was my i keep losing them so i've got a, a facebook page which is really not that active um, and I've also got my own profile with a lot of friends, really, from the community. And I keep losing um, conversations that go privately there all the time. I forget to look. So they're there for months and people think I'm ignoring them. So sorry. No. Have you noticed also with Facebook, if you have Facebook open, it doesn't mm. send you email notifications? Uh, so in other words, if you've got a thread open and you then kind yes. of ignore it, I think yes. Facebook assumes that you're engaged with it. So it doesn't right. send you the notification. I think that's happened to me a lot. And then obviously at some point later in the day, I've just closed all the tabs and I haven't received the updates. And then, you know, maybe a month later, somebody will add something to the bottom and I'll think, oh, lots of people wrote in there since I did it. I think the message is if you're not using Facebook, shut it down. Um, mm. Hey, here's an interesting thing, David. You've been made um, <laughs> you've been made chief chief moderator <laughs> chap at the uh, the beaver builder group haven't you did was that an expected accolade or did it just suddenly happen it just suddenly happened although we, we did have a little meet with the the guys there who were new new admins of this um i can't remember our last name it's edward i think chantel edward yes it's chantel yeah lo- yeah <laughs> so we've both become um admins on that yeah but uh dave toomey who is the really the person who set it up and is the chief admin yes he did joke about the fact that i begged him to get in <laughs> <laughs> oh you'll be able to delete well, also, I... delete things and promote things and all sorts Ooh, i know the power the conflict of interest <laughs> yeah that's great oh wonderful um before we get started, um, here's here's an idea I want to float to anybody who listens to this podcast. D- David and I have quite a lot of conversations where we talk about um, the sort of the future of the podcast and what we might do. <clears throat> and one idea that we've come up with um, is we've got this idea of a thing called an elevator pitch. Now, the idea with, of this would be that if you've got something you want to promote, we would give three minutes of time over to a promotional message. Now, the idea that we're floating at the moment between us is that that promotional message would be all um, speech. So there would be no music or jingles or anything like that. It would just be speech. 
The idea further would be that it would be recorded by the people that run the company. So let's say, for example, that it was um, promoting Beaver Builder. It would have to be somebody from Beaver Builder that recorded that directly. Um, and it would have to be, I think I've said, under three minutes long. Now, we're toying with the idea of doing this, but I suppose we want to know firstly, is that something that you would um, be okay with, you know, as our audience, putting a three minute advert in? Is that is that okay? Is that a good thing? Um, and also, if you have a product and you listen to this, perhaps you you could reach out to us and tell us this is a good idea. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put a some kind of contact form about this exact thing on the main navigation menu of the WP Pill wpbuilds.com website. I haven't done it yet, but it'll probably say something like um, advertising or something like that. But if you have an interest in that and you would like to reach out to us, I think really we just want to explore that conversation. So whether that's in our Facebook group or you use our contact form, we'd just like to get that conversation started and see if it's something that there's an interest in and whether it would uh, irritate the audience or whether the audience think that's a good thing for us to do to keep it going and keep it moving forwards do you want to add anything uh, to that david no we're just getting permission aren't we to see if we can make a little bit of money to yeah, keep us going that's right yeah <laughs> i mean essentially it wouldn't add up to a great deal but it might pay for things like um uh beer and um, <laughs> you know the odd meal out yeah well we have to pay for the hosting and soundcloud and things like that don't yeah we? So that's true actually there's a few costs there are a few yeah. costs involved and at the moment we're just we're just you know swallowing those and it's not a lot but it would be nice if we could open that discussion anyway okay yeah some hmm. news items then only for very quickly the first one is that google plan to oh this this is actually really big Google Plan in their Chrome browser, which currently is about 51% of the internet browsing market, they plan to block ads natively and potentially by default. Now, obviously, they're not stupid. They're not going to block their own ads. But there's a sort of consortium, the Coalition for Better Ads. It's an industry group. And last March, they released a sort of set of criteria for what what they decided would be would be um, offensive adverts, and it's things like auto-playing videos, certain types of pop-ups, pre-stitial ads, um, certain timing kind of ads, that kind of thing. And Google is potentially going to block these adverts in the browser. You won't be able to do anything about it. Uh, sorry, as an advertiser, you won't be able to do anything about it. They will just be blocked. I'm guessing that as a user of the browser, you'll be able to switch that off or switch it on, but the idea is it would be switched on by default. And further, it's been mooted that if you um, if you fail the test for one advert on your website, then all adverts on your website would be blocked by Chrome. So in other words, if you had one offending ad on a page, Chrome would stop all the ads on that page. And obviously, if you're a developer of a plugin which does this kind of stuff, or you have a, a website which is an ad-based website, you know, and your income comes through adverts, this is something to think about long and hard. The link from the Wall Street Journal is in, it wasn't WP Tavern, it was the Wall Street Journal, is in the show notes. <clears throat> so that was number Ooh. one. Number two, um, this is a, just a, a nice little shout out really to Peter. Um, Peter, now David, do you know how to pronounce Peter's surname? I've been saying Lut 
Yeah, okay, so I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Peter Lutt um, has made a nice tutorial about making an events manager. He's called it Making a Simple to Use Events Manager. I had a quick read through and it was really nice. Um, if you've got the need to do it and you own things like ACF Pro um, and Beaver Builder and he's used the Thema, uh, Beaver Thema extensively, then certainly worth checking out. So it's really a little shout out to, uh, to Peter and all the nice things that he does. Number three is, um, this feels a, a little bit like um, it might be advertising disguised as philanthropy, but nevertheless, it's worth mentioning. WP Shout have a product called Up and Running, and it's actually called Up and Running Second Edition. And it's a $250 course, which teaches you the basics of WordPress. And they've decided to give 10 copies of this away. So you can see what the criteria are. Uh, follow the show notes, click the link. Um, and they've got a panel of people from all over the world, New York, UK, Pakistan, India, and Pippin Williamson, a very famous name in the WordPress space in the UK, to decide who the 10 uh, recipients of that would be. And essentially, the criteria are that you are in financial hardship from a low-income country or you're um, in some underrepresented group. So if that, if you fit the bill for that and you, uh, you would like to get yourself a, a free course, maybe worth checking that out. And lastly, Matt Mullenweg, the co-founder of WordPress, has written on the make.wordpress.org website that, at last, Internet Explorer versions 8, 9 and 10 will be officially dropped uh, from WordPress in 4.8. We can all, I'm sure, remember the times, well, if you've been around for a while, when Internet Explorer was the absolute bane of your life, especially the dreaded Internet Explorer 6. And it's gone. There are no longer going to be any more Internet Explorer 8, 9 and 10 problems. And frankly, if your clients are asking you to, you know, optimize the site for those um, browsers, I think you should be charging extra for that privilege. Um, so there we go. There's the news. David, anything to add? No, it's just that, I, you know, there's a lot of fun. I worked for the government before we were using IE6 long after it stopped being supported. And they find that I think they're still on IE8. The, so, the government have, I guess there's lots of things like the version of Windows that they've paid up until and all that kind of stuff, isn't there? So mm. you're, and you're locked into certain browsers. Yeah, but long, long live the days when Internet Explorer is no longer part of mm. our vocabulary and is forgotten in the mists of time. <laughs> so the main yes. event, shall, shall I pass over to you at this point? You can do. Yes, okay. we, we've changed the title a few times, haven't we? So we've gone for the price of using WordPress is our topic for today. And anyone who knows us and is part of the Beaver Builder Facebook group will probably know what set that off. And it was a bit of a discussion on the new pricing of Beaver Thema. And that really got us thinking, didn't it, a little bit about just generally the costs of software and just running WordPress so we're going off in any direction with this one, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the price point for Beaver Thema has been announced at uh, 149 am I right? Nine or seven? Uh, seven. Okay, $147. And, and, you know, it's not free. It's not thousands of dollars, but there was a, there was a, a considerable discussion about whether that was too high or too low. Um, and so on and so forth. So yeah, it prompted us to think. Well, what what are the what are the costs of using WordPress? Because obviously, it's something that I pitch to my clients all the time that it's free and open source, but it's really not free. 
um, nobody can put a, a WordPress website together for free um, unless it's your own sort of pet hobby project. But running a business, you simply cannot do it for free. So in a sense, that's slightly, a, if you pitch that to your clients, it's a little bit disingenuous, isn't it? I suppose you, there are free plugins for everything, but I guess you can't not have hosting. That's always going to cost a lot of money. Um, what, who do you host with, David? Uh, it's all now with uh, DigitalOcean. If you don't mind me asking, what sort of price point per website do they do they pass on to you? What's the what's the sort of bill that you would receive typically for one website? Uh, we're buying buying droplets, you see, which are their own server. So you you're buying your space, if you like your uh, and your your power right. by the droplet there. So I can't price it there. I mean, we put people on a care plan. And so we're charging them for the hosting as part of a care plan. But yeah, I think so. It, I, it's going to cost them <laughs> to have a care plan and hosting. It's going to cost them uh, twenty five pounds uh, a month. But right. really, only about ten of that is hosting. I would say. So roughly speaking, about ten pounds. So that's somewhere in the region mm. of what thirteen dollars, something like that. Thirteen dollars mm. um, for for hosting. I mean, obviously, you can go higher and lower, can't you? You can you can go for um, quite widely spread out shared hosting with somebody like SiteGround. And I think you can probably get that for $5 something per month. But then mm. you can go right up to um, things like, you know, WP Engine, who charge basically $30 a month and beyond. You could get yourself a, a dedicated, uh, well, a VPS uh, and then a dedicated server, which is all yours. And you could be paying hundreds for that. So there's quite a lot of costs straight away off the bat. The way I was, yeah. Do you, I go on. I was going to say just that, Mike. You've just prompted me with a memory, really, of my early days uh, building sites and being tempted by those all-purpose sites that you would get on Theme Forest, and they would do everything. But of course, they would have, you know, something like two hundred server requests a page, you know, mm. a thousand database queries, you know, and you would buy those very cheaply, one price something like $60 or less when I was doing that. And then you go and park them on your cheap uh, GoDaddy hosting and wonder why it didn't work very well. Yes, you and, do You do <laughs> get what you pay for with hosting, that's for sure. Mm. Actually, sometimes you don't get what you pay for with hosting, but <laughs> that's a completely different story. The way I took this discussion was I was going mm. to approach it from two perspectives. I was thinking about me as a web builder, um, in other words, somebody who takes WordPress and takes third-party plugins and builds something for a client. And then on the flip side, I was going to think about it um, slightly intellectually. And what I mean by that is I, I don't really know if what I'm going to say is true, but I was going to take the intellectual position that uh, that a developer might have. So shall we? do you want to go through it in, in that way? Yeah, well, there's a third one though, isn't there as well about just the the amateur mm. um, user of WordPress as well, the person who makes their own personal non-profit making sites. Do you? Should we take the amateur first? Actually, that could be quite interesting. If, if I were an amateur, um, I would want everything to work out of the box right away, and I would probably end up spending quite a lot on mm. little plugins 
and without realizing it sooner or later you're going to the, the cost is going to ramp up i expect that that a, a discussion that we had a few weeks ago i expect that's where the wix mm. and the weeblies and the square spaces cash in mm. because yeah. you, you've got a one-time fixed cost whereas with wordpress it doesn't do very much out of the box um and it's you know if you were to just simply start with a bare bones install of wordpress and try to try to make it do something useful you would quickly realize actually i've got to start paying for things but it's probably mm. true to say that there's an awful lot of stuff that's free in the wordpress repo that you mm. could build a website with mm. do you know what i think you know that the conversation that led to this podcast you know was i i can understand the person who started off the person who felt that the the new product was coming out too expensive because they that as somebody who's building their first website on their own and they've luckily come across some of these professional tools that are, as we see them like beaver builder and they've talked to the community and people have said wow there's this extension as well and they thought i'll go and buy that and there's this one i'll go and buy it and it's still not making it that easy for them to design their own website and then out comes another product on top of this which is you know quite expensive and and it just seems wow you know this is just too much how much have i spent on this to try and build my website and i think that's where it's coming from with this yeah and in many cases they will be annual recurring fees as well so it's not mm. like you're paying you know this figure once yeah it, it would be it's difficult isn't it you know for somebody who is an amateur who's literally trying to put together their one website for their business or idea whatever it is then those costs are insurmountable um, genuinely insurmountable you know if you've got a, a bootstrapped business and I don't know you've opened a shop or something like that and you've chosen to go down the WordPress route because it's it presents itself as a cheap option it's you know basically free then suddenly mm. getting yourself into an ecosystem whether that's a page builder ecosystem or a I don't know a, a landing page ecosystem or whatever um, WordPress is quite good at using um recurring models of paying and and it must it must be quite irritating and irksome you know to see oh actually if i want it to do this which i really do i've got to pay again and again and again and i've had those battles so many times even as somebody that does this for a living thinking is this worth it for me is this something i should be buying yeah yeah on the other side of it you know i mean i remember really the first premium plugins coming out i think uh, i think it was the revolution theme i think it was the, the same guy brian gardner who does genesis now i think he released the first premium theme which set this off and i can remember that you know mm. um and i think ever since no one's really known how to get the model right and we've seen some classic hiccups along the way because you know because it's set against this free product to everybody, when somebody comes out with the first premium one, they can't really charge too much because it's it's new. And I think I think that's still the case here. We're only not that many years, are we? I think probably the first premium product for WordPress would have only come out maybe eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, hmm. something like that. Hmm. It's not long, is it? So I think everybody's still finding their feet on how to price these things well. Yeah, I would agree. It, it really is interesting, though. It would, like I say, it would frustrate me if I thought I was getting into something cheap um, and simple that there were all these 
extra costs. Now, obviously, you don't have to pay the extra costs, but if you want to have a site which looks as nice as your competitors or your Wix and your Weebly and your Squarespace, then you and if you don't have experience with HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and all of those kind of things, you're you're going to be completely confused and muddled. So yeah, the the cost of WordPress being free for an amateur, I, I think that's it's fair to say that's 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 not true. That's disingenuous. Mm. You need to, mm. you know, you can't go in thinking you're going to get a nice WordPress website as an amateur for nothing, unless you are prepared to spend a very large amount of time um, skilling yourself in some way, shape, or form. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Then let's let's move on then to somebody like me, somebody like you, David, who are you know WordPress website builders for a living, mm -hmm. and I'm drawing the distinction of builder there as opposed to a developer. I've written a series of things here, which I think um, which I think have occurred to me about pricing over the years, and the first one is um, I'm just sort of thinking I'm constantly presented with the the puzzle of annual subscription, monthly subscription, lifetime subscription. And I am always drawn to lifetime subscription. I really like that model, but I realize it's completely unsustainable. Monthly, I I don't think I pay for anything. Do I? Is there anything I pay for monthly? No, I don't actually think there is. I'd rather save the extra two, two, um, two months subscription, which is what is typical, isn't it? You might get... 12 months for the price of 10 um, and I usually go for annual so the question arises then on an annual level how much should a plug-in cost <laughs> <laughs> and again it's going to be your value to you isn't it that's the thing is that I've seen um, which we have seen higher prices charged than ever before I think but not certainly with the uh, beaver builder tools but um thrive themes you know when i first yep. looked at their package it was really quite high you know for me who expects to pay a higher amount and i've seen a few other products very similar which uh, charge a much higher amount than i've seen before so we're heading to the sort of um i think maybe do they do five five hundred dollars does that sound right wow for that's a lot, isn't it? Something, I might have got that wrong. I right. might have got that wrong. I think there's heavy discounts as the UZR for continuing with these things, but uh, I think it's it's gone up and up all the time. It might not be that high, but certainly it was going into the, you know, 250 mark when I first looked at it, and I'm sure it's gone to three something, and they keep going up higher. Yeah, I, I must admit, I've paid for a few um, software as a service um, things where it's got nothing to do with WordPress, but there's a service. And I've, I've paid sometimes sort of $297 for that. Now at $297, I've got to get a lot of value out of that. And I don't think I've ever renewed anything at that price point. I've sort of gone for it because I was probably sucked in by a lot of the marketing um, mm. and then realized, you know, six months, a year later that no, no, this is not going to be renewed. I've just done that with something actually. I've just canceled the annual subscription. But um, nowadays, now that we're in the, the ecosystem of recurring payments, um, I've found that quite a few of these products actually recur in a fairly silent way. I do like it when I get a courtesy reminder that in seven days we're going to charge your card again, but quite a lot yeah. of these companies really don't. And the, the first thing you know about it is when you get your receipt through PayPal or whatever it might be. Yeah. But typically, 
it feels to me like $99 or let's call it $100, $150 and sometimes $200 seem to be the, the sort of price point at which developers are saying this is what you can get my product for. And at that at those price points, especially $99, I don't usually think twice. I kind of usually think, yes, I can see I need this. It has a it has a use for me in my business or for this particular website, and I'm I'm quite likely to buy it at that point. But when you're creeping up to two hundred or anything beyond, it's very unlikely um, that I'll purchase. Is what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an interesting thing that goes on with me because you know I live in India at the at the moment. But it, when it comes to buying software, it I still think with uk money and it seems kind of okay you know but it does make me think about what it is for other uh, indian developers out here you know the relative cost of 99 dollars is is a lot more it's like times in that by four really for the it's kind of average earnings that you get in india right so it's very so, very expensive to buy a, a product yeah. at 99 dollars yeah yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting point. And I suppose the flip side is if you're an Indian developer, um, putting a product out on the market at $99 is is tremendous for you. Mm. Yes. Wow, that's really interesting. Do you have anything that you've paid for um, on Lifetime? Are there any Lifetime things that you've you've got? <laughs> we had a discussion to it. I got so much stuff on Lifetime. Some have been good value, but I bought a lot of stuff just because it's Lifetime and I think I'll need it. Just WordPress but, uh, related. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, obviously I used Genesis for a long time and that was one payment and that was, uh, there was real value in that. But, you know, a lot of people when they did that said, how is that going to be sustainable? Well, mm. it was sustainable by the number of people who adopted it, but... Uh, yes. But that's changed, doesn't it? I've got Something. it as well. I've got exactly the same deal. So you, you're basically able to get everything um, that, mm. that Studio Press offer. And I have to say that it was it was about three days after I bought that deal that I came across Beaver Pilder. So I've never really made much use <laughs> of it. Um, I, I've got a few things. What have I got on Lifetime for um, WordPress? I've, yeah, Studio Press. And then mm. some of the add-on packs for Beaver Builder. In fact, both um, mm. UABB yes. and PowerPack. I think they're the only WordPress things that I've got. Because usually mm. WordPress doesn't do lifetime, I don't think. It, that's quite, that, usually that's a bit of a one-off thing, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Dynamic was lifetime when I bought that as well, right. which is an add-on, an advanced child theme for Genesis. So, But then it went to yearly fees on that mm. so that's becoming quite a common thing as well isn't it to offer a lifetime on a on a limited period yes yeah i mean it just to sort of i guess it's just to swell the market a little bit and to swell your coffers to keep you pressing mm. forwards and you know hopefully in the future get your recurring revenues up is there anything that you've um you've paid for either annually or on a lifetime that you've just literally never used and you thought why <laughs> on earth yeah. Well, the problem is, of course, some of those things now uh, are not being used. I've moved on. And, you know, I think that is the thing with this. I've noticed, you know, I, there was Woo uh, themes. I was mm. part of their membership for a long time and that really got underused. I was also a member of um, Elegant themes as well. Right. The people who do Divi. Um, so, 
Yeah, and again, that's really underused. So there's been an awful lot of of clubs I've joined uh, where I've paid a reoccurring amount, and it's not being used. Mm. Um, I guess that's the problem facing WordPress developers, isn't it? Is that you're constantly mm. being undermined by the competition, and when mm. it's time to do some recurring, um, you know, the moment you do get that email about uh, the fact that you've got a new payment scheduled. You are seriously questioning. Yeah, years a long time in WordPress, isn't it? And to keep mm. to keep users from one year to another, I wonder if it's something that they they have in their sort of systems whereby they, you know, they start to send out advertising material just before your license is due to be renewed. But I think in my mind, I'm always very clear. If I know it's coming, I'm always very clear about what I'm going to renew and what I'm not going to renew. Okay, yeah. What? what go on, you, you ask first. No, I was just going on. I mean, my perspective on it now is that, uh, in a way, you know, I like to see things quite well priced now because my experience is, and I mentioned Woo themes before, I mean, they, they started uh, a wave of hate against them, which started some of these GPL clubs that came out because they changed their pricing. So they put people on lifetime deals and, and also WooCommerce extensions were out at that time, so people bought a load of those. And then overnight, without warning anyone, they said, oh, we're just taking that away and giving you a, a yearly payment now. And this were big for all then. Really? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just overnight. And then they, they backed down within a few days. But, uh, yeah, the problem was there was, oh. a, they, yeah, there was a club called WP Avenger, which is now gone, but we still got plenty of these um, GPL clubs around. Um, and they usually start with uh, Woo theme stuff because I guess they set it off really because the problem is they handled it so badly because they put out stuff about the cost of their support tickets and what you're likely to earn uh, from, say, using something like Canvas, which was their framework. Yeah. And they tried to present this kind of argument to their customers about how you're getting a great deal. And the problem is the numbers didn't quite match up. So this is where people like WP Avenger, you know, took offense at this one and thought, well, we'll just offer all your stuff for free under the GPL license. And and that's continued today, hasn't it, with those clubs? That is a catastrophic PR error, isn't it? Mm, Do you think they were yeah. genuine in what they were saying, uh, in that they literally couldn't turn a profit going forward, so they needed to do something? and rather than kind of discussing with the community, they made a catastrophic decision. But do you think they were probably actually truthful? I think they probably were truthful. I didn't think it was sustainable what they were doing. Right. I think they just, um, I think just the way they communicated it didn't go down very well. But a lot of people, you know, were big um, Wu Themes fans. They were right behind them and said, okay, you know, I know I've got the choice now to either keep my life because they gave it back or or go on to the yearly. And they supported them and went on to the yearly. Um, I didn't <laughs> because really at that point I wasn't using much of their stuff. I didn't find the quality of their stuff that great. So um, I just kept my life licenses with it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Mm. Oy. Do you, um, are, are there any products in your arsenal of wordpress plugins that you pay for that you you reckon are just fantastic value where whether it's three hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or fifty dollars that you pay a year or whatever you did where you look back and you think boy that is money well spent or it was money well spent well i've only got there with beaver builder now i'm mm. quite happy to be spending my money on that you know i did kind of say the thing that i was going to say is that i do think if 
if companies don't um, charge enough, it's it's almost irresponsible to the likes of you and I who make our living out of using those tools. Mm. So that's kind of more my perspective these days. But this is after what ten years of almost ten years of buying stuff from uh, from in the WordPress community that has taken me to get to that point where. I'm quite happy to pay more because I want to see the developers have enough to look after that product. It's a funny thing in our in our society, and I'm talking here about Britain, um, and mm. it may be the same in India, it may be the same in America, but I don't really know. There's a very there is a huge faux pas that you are not allowed to talk about what you earn. It's a real mm. um, you just don't do it in a room. You know, if a child speaks to somebody a young child and asks somebody um what what, how much do you get paid you know all the adults good no shush (laughs) no make the child be quiet because it's it's really it's really kind of it's just something we don't discuss and so when you see pricing pages and you see the pricing of products you're always getting the benefits to the end user they always describe in great detail you know all these wonderful benefits and actually i wonder I wonder if somebody were to experiment with one of the benefits is because you're paying us, this stuff will just keep going and we'll be able to support ourselves. And, you know, these things that you and I constantly talk about, it might be quite nice and refreshing to see some of that honest honesty. You know, um, if, if we get 100 customers paying this amount, I can I can hire another developer and that will mean that we can make it even better in the future. And if we get 300, I can hire two more developers, you know, what have you. In, yeah. in other words, in some way, reassuring us because you have to work that out, don't you? You have to work out that it's good value because you're supporting their lifestyle and you're supporting the way that they live. Mm. Whereas the discussion that we had in the Beaver Builder Facebook group felt like it was just about price. It's it doesn't you know it's mm. just ridiculous. It's priced too high. Uh, it shouldn't be priced that high. But of course, at the end of the day, these guys who do this plugin, they live in the United States. The cost of living in the United States is really high. They don't just want to make a living. They want to make a nice living. They've got family and kids and hobbies to sustain. Um, mm. But I wonder if that would be a step too far for the market to bear, seeing um, seeing those things being discussed. Well, I think it is already. WP Rocket, they, um, I haven't followed it, to be honest, but they keep their finances open. They, they share as much as they can about how well they're doing as a business. Ha-ha, so, nice. So, mm, and they're doing very, very well. But, I, I, you know, everybody loves the product. But... Actually, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they, where they where Beaver Builder announced um, the the cost of that product, they also in the same post announced two new members joining the team, and we see all the time how that team is growing all the time. And they they their wages have to be paid. Yes, I guess you've got to make the connection, though, haven't you? You've got to mm, make the connection have. yourself. Whereas, um, if the if now I am not for a minute adv- advocating that all plugin developers should go off and publish their accounts. That's really not what I'm saying. But if somebody was willing to do that and they felt that that would be something that they could do, it would. I would definitely read it and I'd be really interested in seeing you know how profitable you are. And also, if you put your prices up demonstrating with your accounts that they have to go up because look I'm going to quit this project if they don't go up because there's not enough in it um you would understand it more and you wouldn't feel quite so you what it's going up by 14 dollars a year 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I wouldn't have a problem at all. I'd like to see people doing well. I mean, that's probably the difference between us in the UK and the US. We, we kind of knock somebody down who seems to be doing quite well. But I'm quite happy to see uh, the developers of software, be, you know, becoming multi-millionaires. It's no skin off my nose if I pay a good amount. But the only thing that I'm worried about is that this keeps getting supported and, and updates fine for me that's all i care about really yes. yeah that's it that's absolutely right H- however having said that there because we've got this anecdotal kind of pricing of let's say 99 or 97 dollars a year as kind of like mm. the, the, the 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 entry level there there are mm. a few things that i've seen over the last few years where i've thought really really 99 dollars <laughs> to do that really um <laughs> yes. and probably you've seen that as well you know you come across yeah. a, a plugin which does the tiniest little bit of lifting but it's it's 99 and it's every year 99 for this thing and and so sometimes i do think oh boy you know that's not worth it but you know if it does something for you and if it makes your process easier and if it makes your business tick over a little bit more more easily then of course it's worth $99 to you it, it's an entirely subjective thing it's obviously when i have those thoughts it's pretty clear in my head after the event that i'm i'm just thinking actually that doesn't do what i need it to do otherwise i would yes. spend the $99 on it so yeah ah, interesting yeah. um yeah. now you were talking earlier about india um mm. there there's probably quite a lot of plugin developers i would have thought who um offshore a lot of their stuff to bring down the costs, do, you, do you, I mean that seems to happen all the time? You know, you get presumably like um, countries like the Philippines and India um, doing a lot of this plugin developer work. Is is that something that you know in India? Do you see a lot of people building products for companies based outside of India or the Philippines or wherever in order to um, inc- maximize their their profits? Well, I don't know too much. I mean, I do. We do know, don't we? Some of the people in the Beaver Builder community who who develop plugins um, for Beaver Builder who do also their client work, don't they? They only work with clients outside of their country because, mm. you know, uh, well, I think if you look at any sort of government Indian site, you'll realize that, you know, it's quite tricky. To, India's a little bit behind when it comes to, you know, the money that they'll invest in a website still. Because, you know, the, most people are on the mobiles here, for one thing. Oh, that's the primary way of getting on the internet. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. You know, Less desktop, well, more mobile. Yeah. And, you know, so that's not the same sort of investment. All people spend the same sort of money in their websites in India. So they're, they're showing. But I don't know if any of, any of these guys... Um, do plug-in development for other people. I don't, I don't think that's the case. Is it? I think most people who do, who build websites um, tend to do their own uh, development in their own well within their own circle of friends, and they tend to be within, from the same culture, don't they? Yeah, I'm sort of guessing that if if I were a plug-in developer, which maybe we'll move on to in a minute, which of course I'm not, that that would be something you'd be very active to to try out. Um, because if you can shave your costs in that way, that would be, um, that would be a, a sort of sensible business move, wouldn't it? I expect it's fraught with all sorts of, um, difficulties of times of day and communication and expectations and obviously not being able to speak face to face and so on and so forth. But that, that would be a, that would be a reasonable step to take. I would have thought, although it's not, not something I've ever done it, when I was in the WP elevation community, a lot of, 
a lot of people like you and I, um, mm. website builders, would actually offshore quite a lot of their stuff to mm. a lot of the stuff that, that that they didn't, you know, that they didn't need to do themselves. They would offshore a lot of that. Mm. And in particular, the Australian time zone matches very nicely with the Philippine time zone. So there was a lot of um, Australian contributors um, getting a lot of their stuff done with um, with people in the Philippines. Yeah, mm. have you ever done any of that? No. I mean, I got somebody to do some task for me off Upwork or whatever it was called when I used it, but uh, that's all. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've never done any of that. Uh, okay, so the cost to people like you and I, are, they can they can quickly ramp up. Um, and what, what seems like a free project to start with definitely doesn't end up being a free project. You've got annual subscriptions for plugins, you've got hosting charges um, and all sorts of other things on top. So... If it's all right with you, I might move this to my completely guesswork scenario of what a developer might, <laughs> what a developer might be thinking about. Um, and and again, this does come back to the the Beaver Thema um, pricing puzzle that that was argued out. And I was thinking, do, do, do these things matter? Would these things um, be something that people like Justin and Robbie and the Beaver Builder crew, would they be thinking about these things when they come out with their pricing? Because obviously you launch a product and on day one, the day it comes out, you mm. have to come up with a number. You've got to mm. come up with this figure, which, well, either you're completely guessing or, you're, um, or you've thought about it a little bit. And I was thinking, okay, if I was a developer, I would be thinking about these things. Number one would be, um, the amount of time it took me to complete, um, that would be the first thing. You know, So if it's taken me seven hours to complete, I should probably be charging less than if it took me a 1,000 hours to complete. Um, number two, I thought, um, you know, the, the number of people in the market. Um, if you've got a market and you've got a, a kind of like an audience that you don't need to build up already, would that make you lower the price knowing that you could tap into a load of people who've already bought a load of stuff that you've got? And in a way, you're just trying to sort of like upsell it because it's a bit of a bolt-on extra to, to things you've already got going on. Whereas if you're mm -hmm. trying to hit a brand new market, that presumably would be a little bit more difficult. So you never know. You might even charge less for that. Um, do you work on the assumption of there being a sort of lifetime spend, you know. So in the example of the Thema, um, would you work on the basis that typically we're expecting people to renew this two times during their lifetime and then something is very likely to have come along, either by us or by somebody else, which will replace it. So in other words, um, we'll get five, $550 or $297 during the course of this product per person. Would that Would that matter? Um, do you just charge because of what your competition are charging? So in other words, if you're in a price war with somebody, do you compete on price? Do you just sort of say, well, they've gone down to 99. We should be 98 or 97 or 52 or whatever. Um, do you have to factor in the cost of support? Does, you know, does the fact that your plugin um, is point and click, therefore there's no support requests. You literally, you switch it on and it does what it does or there's a thousand permutations, things can go wrong, you can break things, and we're getting hundreds of support tickets. Do you have to price that in? And obviously, I would imagine in the case of Beaver Thema, the answer's are an affirmative. You know, there's going to be loads of support tickets going in with that. Um, mm -hmm. And do you, do you charge because you've got something innovative? 
do you charge a premium because nobody did this before? In other words, I've got something utterly revolutionary um, and I'm going to charge an awful lot because there's nothing like this. So for a period of time until some competition comes along, I can charge twice what I think it's actually worth. Um, mm -hmm. And then finally, what did I put? Um, no, I think I won't bother mentioning the last one. Th those would those would be the things that if if I was launching a plugin, I think those would be the the things that would go through my mind anyway. Yeah, I do sense with I, I mean I'm reading between the lines, but from the conversations I see, I think you know primarily the the pricing went because once they kind of moved us into a new area, and we are moving into a new area, this idea that we can use page builders to style out um, our archive pages and single posts and all that that's this is really is taking us into a new area and i think they just see there's so much that can go on in terms of development there that they've got to price in enough to keep innovating there and employ people who can also innovate as well and they don't come cheap do they no you'd have to hit the ground running wouldn't you you can't um you mm. can't hire a novice to to maintain or improve a uh, what is basically a very complicated product you can only hire people who've got a heritage and you know and again probably have um you know a family to feed and all of those kind of things <laughs> so yeah, yeah there's there is an awful lot and I, and I just wanted to mention those things because obviously those kind of things get lost don't they in a discussion about oh it's two hundred dollars it's ninety nine dollars it's a yes. rip off it's too much money or whatever whereas there is actually a there's probably been uh, an awful lot of thought that's gone into the pricing of the themer and whatever plugin we might be talking about. Um, and I would say that the, the businesses that treat their pricing intelligently and, you know, keep an eye on it and move it up and move it down based upon trends are the ones that are going mm. to survive. If you just throw a rubbish product out there for a lot of money, I would imagine don't expect to be in business for, for too long. Yeah, and I imagine also, I mean, just thinking of Beaver Builder, and I'm sure it's true for other companies, once you go into that idea of putting out a product out there, I mean, they gave up their agency work, didn't they, to do this. So this has got to survive on. And if, if as we know, typically uh, things don't last too many years, do they? They've really got to try and make sure that they, they do keep this product running as long as they can because what happens when, you know, they are replaced by something else. Yeah, the but, new rival or the better thought you know the better yeah. idea the better the better notion i think i've told you this before that at the um at the word camp in london there was a chap from um some company and i've forgotten his name and the name of his company but he he explores at a very high level artificial intelligence um and mm. how artificial intelligence will um at some point revolutionize the building of websites to the point where you'll literally be saying to the computer can you get me an image of a flower which is yellow and then mm -hmm. okay great no not that one slightly paler and then move it left move it no no down a bit down a bit left a bit okay great and then can we have the headline above that in in a dip can we try that font? and boy you imagine you know these kind of things are being developed all the time and they must be um they must be keeping mm. people like robbie and um yeah, like yeah. Robbie and Justin, um, you know, awake at night, and it must be hard. You know, they, they work long hours and uh, essentially provide the best plugin I've ever come across in the WordPress space. So, yeah, I think I think all of the people though in the space that that I've become aware of, not that I know many people, but they they all are fueled by passion. I think mm. for what they do uh, rather than money. Um, 
there's very few of those that seem to put the money first. It's the it's the, the the want and need to be able to continue to keep inventing something new. I think that, that's what I see in Beaver Builder for sure. I wonder what the the potential market for something like Beaver Builder really is, because obviously you mm. and I are. Uh, so into that ecosystem and we think about it i mean i genuinely do think about these kind of things a lot um but i i wonder how many thousands of us there are i wonder what the potential market for a plug-in is you know let's say you've got a, a i don't know a, a landing page plug-in how many thousands or tens of thousands or millions of potential customers do you actually have um, and if you've got a page builder, again, same question. How many millions of people or tens of thousands or thousands? What is the, the market? Because it can't be limitless. Um, yeah. Yeah, it must be, must be difficult, especially when you begin designing a product like that, thinking mm. what's going to be commercially viable? What should I yeah. invest my time into so that I can make a return? It kind of feels... Hey. Go on. I was just going to say, I was just because I wasn't sure about what I said earlier. Because talking off the top of my head, Thrive Themes I mentioned, didn't I? Yeah. It's actually 588, and it's 588 the next year as well. Wow. So, yeah, wow. so it's quite a big. That's for the whole package you get there. You get an awful lot of stuff, and it's very much aimed at marketers who are out to make some money out of using these tools. So, you know what? Yeah. If you make $600 off the back of that plugin, though, it's been worth it, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And some Nobody people are to complain. No, some people are spectacularly good with those things, and you know, leverage it. It, it. So there's my prejudice. You know, straight away I'm saying, "Wow, like that's <laughs> huge amount." But you know, who cares if it makes you some money? And clearly, they're doing something mm. right because they've been around for a long time, and I think are very successful. Mm. Mm. Do you um do you feel like we've we've chatted this one through? I think so. Yeah, so we've been do I. going on for quite a long time. Yeah, about forty five minutes or so. I mean, I'm not sure if we really tackled the the notion of the price of using wordpress we've ended up having a discussion more about you know the the cost of developing things and and what plugins yeah. might be worth but nevertheless I, i've enjoyed having this chat that's been good can i yeah. remind everybody about this elevator pitch thing if you missed it at the beginning we're um, potentially going to uh, put in like a little advertising slot whereby somebody records their own adverts of just speech uh, for less than three minutes, um, and we put it in the podcast somewhere. Um, so I think we just want permission. Is that a good idea? Should we? Should we? What's the word? <laughs> dilute the podcast by putting a, a, a an advert in it, or do you think that would turn you away and make you less likely to listen? Um, but yeah, okay, there we go. It might pr- it might improve things. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should just do a ninety-minute advert, and everybody will think, "Oh, that's better than the old, the old rubbish they were giving us before." <laughs> right. On that note, um, I will fade in the cheesy music, and I'm going to say thank you. Um, please, 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 please go to our website. Write some comments underneath. That would be great. Or we've got a Facebook group, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WP builds. We can be found at wp.com and uh, keep the conversation going. And thank you very much for listening. I've been Nathan Wrigley. And I've been David Wormsey. And it's been emotional. Yeah, (laughs) it has been emotional. I'm tearful as we we say goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.